welcome to the award-winning show, Holding Down the Fort, brought to you by U.S. Vet Wealth. A podcast show that focuses on sustaining a fulfilling, a purposeful military life through conversation and community building. I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, veteran spouse, and creator of Holding Down the Fort. And I'm Jenny Lynn Stroop, a seasoned military spouse, mom of two boys, and your co-host. Together, we'll converse with special guests from the military community and for the community to share knowledge, resources, and relevant stories on how we can best hold down the fort for ourselves and our loved ones. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the season five finale of the award-winning podcast show, Holding Down the Fort. I am your creator and co-host, Jen Amos. And as always, I have my amazing co-host with me, Jenny Lynn Stroop. Jenny Lynn, welcome back to the season finale of season five. Oh my gosh, season finale. So glad to be here and so odd to have it already (laughs) wrapping up. I feel like we just started. Yeah, it's so crazy. And you know what? Like this season, out of all the seasons we've done, even prior to you being on the show, this is the season where we've actually published the most episodes. So on average, we would release like 24, 25 episodes. But I think if I check on the website real quick, <laughs> we have released, at least at the time of this recording, we have released 34. But I think this oh, wow. particular episode will be 36. Like this will be the 36th episode. And I'm happy about that. You know, like this has been a really busy season for us. And I think that's why it felt like it flew by so fast because we just like pumped out all of these interviews. <laughs> It made for some really busy Tuesdays and Thursdays for me, which was a lot of fun. I mean, I love, there are two things we stress more on this show than community and mental health. And for me, like, you know, just continuing to meet people who are doing such awesome things for a community that I love so much has been so much fun, so much fun. And so good for my mental health to just be (laughs) air quotes around people like, you know, and meet new people. I realize how much I thrive on that community. It's funny, a couple of weeks ago, I flew back to San Diego for work. Mm-hmm. I was like in my clinic with all of our people and our clinic director and I stopped in the hallway and had a conversation and she was like, Chinglin, I what like, what is happening? And I was like, I'm in person with real people. And she was <laughs> like, your energy level is like way up here. And I was like, I just really like to be around people. And then also I really like my quiet time. It was nice to go back to the hotel and be all by myself. But yes. while I was there, I just really, really enjoyed like being around everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I think, especially for me as someone who's coming back to Hampton Roads, like one thing I'm looking forward to is just like being around people again. And I'm trying to recall the last time, like the last time I was around other people other than my family. Actually, that was the last time we went to Mill Spouse Fest. <laughs> when I was with you and Heather. And yeah, I just remember like, kind of like the weird awkwardness of being around people, but also like the comfort in it as well. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, like, I know that everyone else is feeling weird about this. um, But we're all here anyway. And, you know, just to kind of know that you're in physical community with people, because I know you and I often talk about community and throughout pretty much the majority of this season, it's been virtual. (laughs) So to actually be physically in community with people, it's like, you have like a deeper appreciation for it. I think at least I I did in coming out to Mill Spouse Fest. Oh, for sure. I mean, and that's what I really noticed about going back to San Diego and being in the office was like, oh, I really do thrive on the energy of being actually in person with other people. Like, and I 
forget that. I mean, I work from home and we right now do this podcast all virtually. Hopefully mm -hmm. soon that will change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, just I forget how much I really, really enjoy that. And so it was just such a nice reminder. And I'm looking forward to, you know, our upcoming season where you and I will be in person probably more for recording and possibly have some of our guests in person too, which will be yeah. super fun. Yeah. And even just to hang out, you know, <laughs> like for those days where you don't have your kids and <laughs> you have your alone time and you're like, you just hit me up. You're like, Jen, what are you doing? Cause you know, I don't have kids yet. So <laughs> it's like, you know, I'll, you know, I'll be around for the most part. But yeah, and so speaking of which, like in talks about being around people and all the stories that we have done this season alone, I want to remind our listeners our background in regards to how we are connected to the military community. And in addition to that, like the question I have with our background is, is there anything new you've learned about yourself in this season because of the people we interacted with? So I'll go first, you know, so as a gold star daughter and a veteran spouse, this season has been extremely validating for me. One of my favorite interviews as of late was actually with Tremaine, who was also a fellow military kid. And it was just so nice to feel seen by her to know that like, oh, I'm not the only one that, you know, most people would consider quote unquote scatterbrained or always trying to change her career or whatever. It's like it was built into us as a military child. And so, you know, I think this is really the season that made me feel like I'm at home with the community, despite how I first started the show as a gold star daughter and feeling this weird imposter syndrome of like wanting to start a community or starting a show that's focused on military families. So I feel like this season, like I said, has really made me feel that way. It's like, you know, I'm home now. Like this is my place. Like I am of value here. I can give value. I have resources for our community and I can get a lot out of it as well because I'm allowed to. Like I've been a part of this space even though I didn't feel that way for the last 20 years. So I'd say that's the biggest thing as a gold star daughter and a veteran spouse that I've gotten from the season. And so as an active duty military spouse, Jenny Lynn, I thought I'd ask you the same question, like any revelations of <laughs> that you've gained from the season? I mean, I think for me, a lot of our interviews have been with other active duty spouses or recently transitioned spouses. You know, what I learned in this season or really what was reiterated to me is one, how fortunate I've been as an active duty spouse to have had the connections and the mentorship that I have pretty much since I married into military life. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, is just how much that means to me, especially in being able to give it back. Like I think about, I mean, we've had a few quite young in their military experience spouses on and to hear their horror stories of like how the military lifestyle did not so much embrace them, yeah. you know, renews in me like an ability to go. Yeah. And this is why we do this podcast because not every experience is like that. And again, I come from a very, very fortunate viewpoint of having excellent mentorship and really great relationships. And because of that, you know, feel really passionate about, you know, talking to some of our guests, both online recorded and offline about, Hey, and if you need something, please let me know. Like, yeah. and it's just that constant relationship and community building that, that again was reiterated in this season, you know, season four, we had a lot of Jenny Lynn's friends on <laughs> that should be like 
if we themed our seasons, like season four was Jenny Lynn's <laughs> friends. Like, yeah. you know, and this season we really had a bunch of people that were new to me. Yeah. And so to feel that same community and connection and like reminder and push for mentorship was really, really good. Yeah, there's definitely some past guests that I feel like I know which ones you're talking about where they didn't have necessarily the best experience with the community and like the mill spouse community and how rough it was for them. And it is really interesting to find that everyone experiences the military community differently. And that's why I feel so fortunate to highlight all of these stories. And I actually think when you first brought that up, when you came to that realization that like, you really had essentially a good start in in your military career or as a military spouse, like that sort of was a light bulb moment for me as well, because, you know, I think about myself, how, when I first started the show, it's like, I, part of the reason why I had the imposter syndrome is because I wasn't connected. You know, I didn't know Mm -hmm. anyone that was actively in the community that, you know, was actively involved and giving back in the way that Scott and I are doing. But because of all these conversations, I've been able to build that. And therefore, I've been able to build my confidence and my love really for the community again. And then also just thinking about, and so yeah, that's just what it gets me to think about. And also how grateful I am to be co-hosting with you because, you know, I think we talked about this in one of our recent episodes where like, because you grew up, like you were born and raised in, you know, in Hampton Roads and your kids, you know, had to live that transient military kid life. Like you were able to establish that home and that sense of community for your kids. And so, um, you know, just to have our different perspectives and experiences on the show, mm-hmm. I think allows us and our guests to be able to share, you know, the variety of, sh- of stories that we've been able to witness on the show. And I'm really grateful for that. Oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, no. <laughs> yeah, it's been really wonderful. And so I feel excited first and foremost to, in a sense, be coming back home to Hampton Roads and to really take the show to the next level in regards to, like you said earlier, hopefully interviewing more people in person and really seeing, you know, the community that we built here manifest physically, <laughs> like yeah. in person, because as oh, we yeah. mentioned, we've been doing all this virtually. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and for me, like being back home and, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day and I had this, we've been here about six months and I had this realization of like, where we live and like what our daily life is like does not really match the picture I had in my head when we like knew we were coming back. Mm-hmm. And some of that was intentional in that we intentionally moved closer to base than we'd ever lived so that Matthew didn't have such a long commute. And some of that's been completely unintentional just in that we're in a brand new, like we kind of have the best of both worlds where we live now, because I'm coming to a place that I am intimately familiar with because I grew up here. Yeah. Also, I live in the town where the good mall was. And so it wasn't somewhere that I was all the time. And so there's still that like spark of like, let me find the grocery store, like all the new, like, you know, and the exploration that comes with a new military move. And I have loved it. Like being in a place that is both rooted and grounded in where I'm from and also the new, Mm -hmm. it's been a lot of fun. And I've really, really enjoyed that quite a bit, like more than I anticipated. Yeah. I knew I was going to like coming back home for many ways. And I like it for like different reasons than I thought I would. 
Yeah. I think that's awesome. It's like you're coming back home, but you also can still have that feeling of adventure because you're not going exactly back to where (laughs) you were born and raised, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. That reminds me of when I visited California back in August. And rather than stay somewhere in San Diego, like I normally would, where my family and friends are, I went to Palm Springs <laughs> and it was fun. Like it was so fun to be able to like do that two hour commute to San Diego. Cause I like never commute. Like, I mean, I am grateful that I don't have to commute for work, but like to just <laughs> do that and see California in a different perspective, but also like, it's like, it felt like home, but also it was an adventure because I was in a different part of Southern California. When you share your story, that reminds me of how I felt when I came back to my I wouldn't say original home, but basically one of my longer term homes of 20 years. It was basically my home. I was there for 20 years. But yeah, it's great. And, you know, we're talking a little bit about this offline, but, you know, even before we started recording, like I'm feeling a lot more calm than I have pretty much this entire season. And, you know, you've been with me. You've seen how much coffee I drink (laughs) every time we do this. But I think it because, you know, at the time that we're releasing this, it is the holiday season, you know, Mm -hmm. and you know, I know where my next home is going to be. And you finally feel settled in, in Hampton Roads. And I don't know, I guess I just want to capture this moment and really appreciate like how we're winding down from the season. And now we're entering the holiday season and just being able to, I don't know, like reflect and appreciate the craziness of 2020 (laughs) and 2021. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like we're feeling the ramifications of 2020, to be honest. But at least I feel like something about like the end of the year in December, and maybe it's because it's also my birthday month. I don't know. But I feel relaxed. I feel relaxed. I feel at peace. I feel grateful for, you know, all the things that we've done, especially here on Holding Down the Forts. You know, it's funny, like we are winding down season five. And yet in many ways, I and I think it's true kind of across the different areas in my life, like there is a sense of winding down and like of this cozy and home, like my home's all decorated. We're finally not doing renovations. Like my home is actually mine and it feels like me. Mm-hmm. Also, this is the time of year I already start looking toward the next. And maybe that's something I need to work on with my therapist about <laughs> how there's very little, little time to settle. But I mean, similarly, like Yeah. Season five was a lot of fun and a lot like even in the hard, there was something to be learned and that looking back on, you know, I'm just really grateful for and also looking forward to in season six. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to ask us the question that we often ask our guests when I remember it which is, you we know, pretend uh, like it's the question we're going to ask everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> season six coming to a season. Coming. It's so, it's so funny because some of our guests are more prepared than we are. And they'll say, Oh, like in the guest application, you had asked me what it meant to hold down the fort. And I was like, Oh yes, yes, yes. We did include that. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think? What does that, <laughs> what does that mean for you? So I thought I'd ask us Jenny Lynn in wrapping up this season, I'm curious what holding down the fort means to you now. And I'll go first just to kind of get your wheels rolling. You know, for me, holding down the fort has actually been podcasting. Like when I think of holding down the fort, Mm -hmm. I think about podcasting mainly because before our conversation, I actually counted (laughs) how many states I've been in in the last couple of months. Okay. So I've been in like California, Tennessee, Nevada, Arizona, Virginia, Ohio, and West Virginia. That's a lot of states to be living in in the last couple of months and feeling uprooted. And yet, throughout that whole time, I have had holding down the fort, I have had this podcast show make me feel grounded and still connected Mm -hmm. with the community. So 
like it took me until this very moment to realize really like what holding down the fort has meant to me and it's this podcast so shameless plug I know but it's really been this podcast to be able to know that we have something on the calendar that I look forward Mm -hmm. to speaking with you and I look forward to speaking to people we bring back or new people and Mm -hmm. so that's what it means for me (laughs) so I thought I'd ask you the same question Jenny Lynn as we wrap up what does holding down the fort mean for you now? You know, in many ways, its definition for me hasn't changed. I am an active duty military spouse whose husband is on sea duty. And, you know, a lot of holding down the fort is that physical (laughs) holding down the fort at my house. I am all things to all people here, work full time, you know, renovations of the house. And so a lot of it is that physical and mental capacity to make sure things are on track and to make sure that my people my boys are well taken care of and feel a sense of like safety and security. Yeah. You know, from like a professional standpoint, holding down the fort for me very much like you, I mean, it is very fun for me to say to people that I am a co-host on this show because of what the show has brought to my life. Like mm-hmm. that, extra bit of community that I've only met because of this show. And, you know, the requirement, and that's not necessarily the right word, but like the, the opportunity, I guess, to show up on the days that we record, you know, has really been a great invitation to me to like, be involved. Yeah, you know, professionally holding down the fort, I think a lot like you has been just a really great invitation to show up. And I think that's a great definition of holding down the fort. Like it's showing up, it's showing up for the people that we interview. It's showing up for each other. I mean, you know, it's great fun to connect with you. And, you know, even on days we just hop on just to talk about life and sometimes work. (laughs) (laughs) Our brainstorming sessions. (laughs) Yeah, the brainstorming sessions that are usually like, so did you drink coffee today? Yeah. You know, I think all of that, like, I love that holding down the fort has multiple meanings. And I love that we ask our guests that question coming in season six. We'll do it all the time. Wink, wink, nod, nod. (laughs) Add it to the checklist that I always seem to lose. Correct. (laughs) You know, but like that it does have multiple meanings to multiple people. And even for me, like it physically is like the thing that I do on a day in and day out basis. And also it's an opportunity and an invitation to show up. And I think that's the best we can be asked to do like for each other is to show up. I like that. I like how you say show up because when I reflect on my travels in just the last like six months, my unexpected travels, by the way, like this was all like unexpected. So some people are like, oh, that's so cool that you travel. I'm like, no, it really was really difficult. Trust me. (laughs) Like to have find the time to like actually record quality audio, (laughs) which has been, which has varied throughout the times. And it's funny when, you know, Dennis is like, Hey, you sound different here. You sound different there. I was like, and all the times like Jenny Lynn, no joke that I have tried, like when I do like individual recordings, like I'll go in my car, I'll be under a blanket. I'll surround myself with pillows. Like there's been a lot of creative ways for me to actually have like quality audio when I really need it. But I just say all all that because it's like, I love how I didn't let that be an excuse to not show up. Mm -hmm. And, and part of why I show up is because of how our guests show up, you know, I think about Jayla Ray, for example, who was having a bad day, essentially. Literally, like it was like the day after she had this whole breakdown with her husband. And yet she showed up anyway, you know, and she has a podcast where she talks about her struggles, you know, being in the middle of a deployment. It's like, if you all can show up for me 
in that show up for us in that way. Like I have no excuse but to show up. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the beauty of community. That is the spirit of community is like, we show up for each other to show that like, Hey, we're human. We're imperfect and Mm -hmm. it's okay. (laughs) Like it's okay. And we're allowed to be encouraged and supported and validated for this journey that we're going through. So I just love that you said show up. I completely 100% agree with you on that. You know, sometimes I have good words. (laughs) You usually do though. (laughs) Awesome. Well, you know, I don't mean to like stretch out this conversation, but it is the season five finale, you know? So as we close up this conversation and as we all know, as, as, or actually let me say that again. Thank you, Dennis. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You should hear all the times I stutter. <laughs> like it. That's one of our lessons is that we learn to say thank you instead of I'm sorry. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. So I do want to take this moment to thank our editor, Dennis. Actually, what you all don't get a chance to hear is when we quote unquote make a mistake, rather than sorry, we have learned to say thank you. Because obviously he appreciates, you know, having the work to be an editor, be the editor that he is. And so mm-hmm. rather than apologize, it's like, Thank you, Dennis, for doing your job, right? And I remember, Jenny Lynn, you and I had a text message conversation about this, about like the benefits of saying thank you rather than sorry. And Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to share it with our audience and kind of what we learned in that experience. Yeah, I forget what like what the impetus was for that. But I mean, it was it was something that that I did, you know, learn from this season was that when you continue to show up and say, I'm sorry, it's like the negative side of being human. Mm. I don't really know how else to put that. Like you're just the constant apologizing isn't good for your own like self-esteem. I'm pretty sure it was another podcast. You know, I, (laughs) for as much as we show up and record this one, I probably listened to three times the amount of podcasts I record. (laughs) None of those being my own voice. I listen to other people. So You know, one of the things that I learned was that we have a real like, yeah, like an apology culture and it just kind of feeds the not best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Are there times that an apology is necessary? Absolutely. Like, please don't hear me say, don't ever say sorry. Like there are absolutely times to say that. But when you're saying it in a way that it's like just this constant, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm late. Oh, I'm so sorry for this. Oh, I'm so, and it's not that genuine, like, I actually did something to harm you. It just kind of feeds this culture of like never being enough and, you know, all of the things. And so what I learned in listening to that was that a better turnaround is instead of saying like, I'm sorry for being late, you say, thank you for being flexible. And that turnaround, you know, I mean, it's something we talk about mental health on here all the time. Like it's learning those turnarounds that allow you to see like the good in the day and the good in the person and the having that gratitude. And so, you know, we had this text thread about like how this season we shifted from constantly apologizing to Dennis every time we coughed or took a sip of water or, you know, messed up our words that we said, thank you, Dennis. And I think it's something, you know, that you and I are supporting each other in doing that. And that has helped me then take it into life. And I also the text thread realized for everyone listening, there's a, you know, an episode out there where I appear on for about five seconds and then had to totally bail because of something happening in my house. And, you know, I sent Jen a text that said, you know, thank you so much for allowing me the space to do what I needed to do. Like, 
I love showing up for this podcast, but that day I could not show up fully because of all of the things going on in my house that were out of my control and being offered that flexibility and grace, like is worthy of thank you versus apologizing for capacity because it wasn't anything I could have changed. Exactly. I love that you bring that up because I think that when people say, and this is coming from the perspective of someone who was sort of like the collateral damage of that, you know, circumstance, for example. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a really intense way to describe <laughs> it, but for lack of a better term, I'm going to go there. So from someone like me, I love it when people say thank you rather than sorry, because I feel like when people say sorry, it almost minimizes, well, first of all, it makes you feel bad, right? Like the person that's saying, I'm sorry. But mm-hmm. secondly, it like dismisses what the other person did for you in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, like you're making it about you in a sense when you say, I'm sorry. But when you say, thank you, thank you for your flexibility. Thank you for, you know, continuing the interview without me, for example, like it validates me. It's saying like, oh, you acknowledge that I was able, like you acknowledge I was able to carry this on. You know, you acknowledge that like I held down the fort, you know, for you while <laughs> you had to hold down the fort in your own way, in your personal mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why, you know, I never really thought about that way, but that's part of like what we say to ourselves and how we say it to, you know, the language we use with other people like says a lot about us. Language says a lot about us. And if we can say, thank you, like, you know, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your flexibility. Thank you for this. It really just, in my opinion, it validates the person, acknowledges them for like their willingness to, you know, create that space for you to have had to, you know, jump off five minutes after being on, you know, which by the way, that was a great interview. (laughs) So it's only cool. And she's a local. So maybe we'll hang out with her anyway. We'll make up for it. There we go. So a shout out to Maria Victoria. That was a conversation where you had to jump off early, but yeah, that, that's what comes to mind. And and so I think that's a fun lesson to share on the show because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of our community um, it is very easy and quick to apologize. Say, sorry for this. Sorry for that. Sorry, I couldn't make it. Sorry, my kids, you know, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I think that, again, if there's anything that this community has taught me is to just give grace, like to know that we don't intend to show up late. We don't intend to, you know, drop everything because, you know, you have to deal with some renovations in your house. Like we don't intend to be awful people. And so therefore it's like, I've learned to give people the benefit of the doubt and to, you know, see the good in them and to think to myself, oh, maybe something went on that's serious and I hope that they're okay. And, you know, honestly, that's something I learned in the East Coast versus the West Coast, to be quite honest. That's a conversation for another time. But just (laughs) just that extra level of grace and understanding and patience is great. And so I'm glad, Jenny Lynn, that like you and I kind of came to that realization together. And I look forward to continuing that spirit in season six. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. And, you know, the more that we talk about this today, the more I'm reminded of like, oh, yeah, that is a solid lesson coming out of this season. Yeah. That applies to way more than how much we thank Dennis on the show. And <laughs> please hear me, dear listener. Like, it is a lot. We thank Dennis. You guys listen to the best <laughs> version of us. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can count all the times that we said thank you, Dennis, like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, they say like, oh, if you, I don't know the phrase, like if you give me a penny for every time we say, thank you, Dennis, one you of us would have a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Correct. Uh, and yeah, it's wonderful. And I'm appreciative that this community has brought that out in me and brought that out in you to mm-hmm. just continue to give each other grace and to trust that people are trying to do their best, <laughs> trying to hold down yeah. the fort, you know, the day-to-day operations of just existing in this military oh. life. And let's be honest in this community. I mean, you touched on it a little bit a second ago, but like 
think about the opportunity we have as military and veteran connected people to offer that grace and space. Because let me tell you every day how many opportunities I could have to apologize for this, that, or the other that didn't go how I thought it was going to go. Because rarely does military life ever go the way that you think (laughs) it's going to go. And so to come away with that lesson, you know, from this podcast, but to be able to apply it on a grander scale, especially within a community that lives in near constant transition, like what a gift. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I'm so glad that that is one of the amazing traits that we have gained, you know, from this community. Uh, Dennis, you can clean it up. Thank you. (laughs) So shout out to you, Dennis. Really, this was a big like, thank you to you, Dennis. So please don't edit this out. (laughs) He does that too sometimes. Sometimes he like cleans out when we we compliment him because he likes to be a very much behind the scenes kind of guy. But all that being said, yeah, I think this is a great way to wrap up season five of Holding Down the Fort. Jenny Lynn, it's been an absolute pleasure co-hosting with you. And of course, for people that want to still continue to follow us, if you want to follow me and the work that I'm doing with my husband, we do have a new podcast show called The Spouse Benefit Plan. And it's all about educating career military families on making informed and confident decisions on how to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan. So there's already a trailer episode and episode one out. And so if you want to learn more about it, feel free to check out thespousebenefitplan.com. That is something I'll be working on the off-season. Jenny Lynn, let people know, what are you up to in the off-season and how people can find you? Oh, man. (laughs) Off-season. Is there ever one? I'm not sure. (laughs) In the off-season, I'm still working my full-time job and also working on a few personal projects that have kind of been buried for a while that have some new life in them, which I'm super excited about. And, you know, just enjoying, really, really enjoying being back home like that. I can't overstate that enough. I am really enjoying being back where I'm from and the ability to spend time with people that I love, you know, especially at the holidays. Like we had a great Thanksgiving with extended family that I haven't seen in ages. And it Mm -hmm. just was very heartwarming to watch my boys with people we're related to. Like, don't get me wrong. We have some excellent military family excellent like mm-hmm. love them we'll always love them and if we're ever stationed together we'll probably live next door to one another but like <laughs> <laughs> and also it has been a real gift to be back in my hometown area and be able to do the things that I did as a kid and have my kids be able to do that too so in the off season I'm really going to be enjoying some of those type things yeah I love that uh well yay yay us <laughs> Again, thank you, Jenny Lynn, just being a part of this journey with me. And I'm excited to see what season six will look like. Of course, in case anyone's wondering when we're going to come back, just like last season. I don't know yet. So <laughs> so make sure you plug into our newsletter. 2022. We'll be back in 2022. Yeah, sometime there. We got like a good like year range to figure it out. But more importantly, we encourage you to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us via social media, which you can find at our website, holdingdownthefortpodcast.com to get the latest updates of when we're going to be returning. In the meantime, it's been fun to 
be working with our team to push out like the episodes via social media lately of the last season. So it's been fun to like kind of see the earlier episodes be up and kind of reflect like, oh yeah, we had that yeah. conversation. So yeah. that's been fun to experience that. But like I said, holdingonthefortpodcast.com. You can find Jenny Lynn and I's contact information on there and also subscribe to our newsletters so that you know when season six is going to return. Until then, happy holidays. Have fun. Enjoy some time with your family, whether it's virtually or physically or however you're going to do that this year. And remember, we do have an episode where we do talk specifically about how to set your expectations for the holidays. That was episode 122 that was released November 15th. And this was with Dr. Leah Blaine and Joanna Goldstein. And here they talk about, you know, how to manage your holiday expectations. So check that out in case you haven't already. And with that said, thank you all so much for listening. Jenny Lynn, any quick closing thoughts before we go? See y'all in 2022. Yes, see you all in 2022. Thank you so much, and we'll chat with you next year. (laughs) Tune in next year. Goodbye. We hope that you enjoyed today's conversation. Get access to our show notes and subscribe to our newsletter by checking out the details of this episode on your preferred podcasting platform or visit our website, holdingdownthefortpodcast.com. And while you're on holdingdownthefortpodcast.com, be sure to follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or our YouTube channel. If you got a lot of value from today's conversation, kindly leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or leave us a recommendation on our LinkedIn profiles. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Oh,